Hello and welcome to the Ember Football Podcast. I'm Andrew and alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are you doing this evening? Ah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Tonight, we've uh, managed to fill up the show. We've got a new feature that's going to come into the, the show. It's best or most hilarious shouts you've, you've heard uh, at a football game. So we're bringing that into this week. We're also going to preview games uh, from Hearts and Hibs. Obviously looking at Ember City as they came through against Arbroath in previewing their big Scottish Cup tie against Civil Service Strollers this weekend. We'll also touch on Spartans in the Scottish Cup against East Kilbride and Ember Uni as they are in Lonely Glatchen against Dalbiti. Callum, we will start with Hearts. Back to, to league action after the international break. It's first versus seventh. Uh, Hearts really probably looking to get back to winning ways. A draw against Livingston and then defeat to Rangers. Yeah, and... Even with the news that's come out today that Uchi and Suter have been ruled out for five months, nothing other than a home win is expected, if I'm honest, because I still think they've got enough. I know Michael Smith will be suspended after getting sent off at yeah, eye drops, right, yeah, so yeah. they will probably rejig the the back line, etc. But I just think they'll have more than enough to take care of Aberdeen. They're just... When when Hibs drew one all with Aberdeen earlier in the season, it was pretty much a full-strength Aberdeen side minus Scott McKenna. So they won't have Scott McKenna because he he's got the two-match ban. Mm. So they won't have Scott McKenna. So they'll pretty much be playing the same team. And Hibs were missing a fair, a fair, players, fair amount yeah. of bodies. And yeah. Aberdeen were brutal. So for me... Hearts to come through, Aberdeen they'll get back to winning ways this weekend. Looking longer term, it is a bit of a bit of a concern, isn't it? I mean, Smith comes in at right back when his suspension's over. You expect Dicamona to play set yeah, half of done, yeah. and then you've got either Mitchell or, or Garuccio at left back. But you're really thin at the bones now at set of half. Absolutely, I think Garuccio has to now play left back yeah. for me. I think the the defensive-minded qualities that he's got over Mitchell are why he needs to play left-back and Mitchell further forward. But, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Dunn was brought in as cover for Berra and then Dicamona was brought in just as a sort of another body. Remember, yeah. And now, all of a sudden, it's a bit... Well, for, the, for, the, for the main chunk of the season, they're going to be there they're playing. That's it. Well, Berra, Berra sh- what, is he not due back about November, December, okay. uh, supposedly... Obviously, you don't want to rush him back with the type of injury he's got. So, but losing Suter for five months—that's that's massive, massive blow for Hearts. What's the bigger? What's the bigger loss? Do you think? I mean, they both been ruled out for a similar period of time. I mean, that might change. But if you were to say, you know, for these next five months, Uche and Suter out for that full five months, what's the bigger loss? Tough, isn't it? It's a tough one. It, it is a tough one because. Come January, you're expecting Hearts to have Berra back and also the boy, what's it, Vanacek? Mm, that'll right. be joining. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. You've almost got two players yeah. that are going to be replacing them. Uchi, I think... Two, piv- two key players. It yeah, really it's, it's Uchi's all-round play that yeah. really has cemented them as the fan favourite that he is. It's, it's not hitting the back of the net every week. It's what he does to bring defenders toward him, etc. Yeah. And going up against Aberdeen, they they will just sit in, hope to hit hearts on the break. And if they get a goal, they go to like six at the back. 
you know, that's that's all they do. They're yeah. the worst I, team to watch. I, I think I think Uchi's a bit if I'm gonna make a decision, I think Uchi's a bigger loss. I just think because there's no one else like him in the league. He's entirely different. You know, centre half, okay, Suter's fantastic, comfortable with the ball at his feet. You know, he can start attacks from defence. But Uchi, he just offers something entirely different. He's got pace, he's strong, he wins headers. Like you say, it's not just goals, he's not maybe added as many as we hoped so far. Uh, but his all around play, it's just there's no one else. He's almost irreplaceable because of his style of play. Yeah, absolutely. There's. He's labelled as the old battering ram by ourselves here, which is very tongue-in-cheek, but he has been solid for Hart so far this season, and it's it's a big loss for them yeah. to see how they cope. Obviously, I, I don't think Levine's wanting to use Stephen McLean every single weekend, but you know, Naismith, the form he's been in, still scoring for Hart, still scoring for Scotland, so you know he's he's doing very well, and a lot a lot falls on his shoulder now. Yeah, he's going to, have to step up, step up now, and, and the big players in that in the foreign areas are going to have to step up. We're going to have adding goals now. Yeah, of course. Going on to to Hibs this weekend, travel through to Parkhead to face Celtic. It's a it's a huge game, you know, second versus third. Hibs and Celtic both in really good form. Both will want to to put pressure or keep pressure on Hearts. Uh, it's it's right in the balance for me. It's it's going to be some game. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I just want one final pop at Aberdeen. The <laughs> League Cup semi-finals. They've had to hand back tickets today yes. because their tin pop fan base can't sell out <laughs> the allocation at Hamden. And for a club that claims to be the third biggest in Scotland, I saw today that on the first day of general sale on for tickets at Murrayfield, Hart sold 5,000 in six hours, which has taken them to over 23,000 sold. And Aberdeen cannot sell over nine but against pretty much their only like big rivals because they hate Rangers. So that's another just, sorry, I just wanted to pop <laughs> them. But going on to the Celtic game, it's huge for Hibs. Hibs have realistically four wins in a row, but three of them were very winnable, playing the bottom three teams in the league. Yeah. It was yep. a very good win against Kilmarnock, but going to Parkhead, Celtic aren't the team that they were last season. They are, they're just not as strong all over the park. I think Hibs went there last season, got a two-all draw. McGinn scored two crackers, really should have taken all three points. Mm-hmm. This season, Hibs are flying, so I think they've got a very good chance as long as they don't try and play any sort of dodgy offside traps that they can go there and get a result. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it's game of the weekend for me. It's 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 a big tech like you say, the last couple of games for Hibs, if they didn't come in with three points, you'd be you'd be very, very disappointed. We spoke about maybe two weeks ago, we sat here and spoke how for Hearts, this is the first big game of the season. The real test and they, they didn't manage to to get anything against Rangers. For me, this is now the this is Hibs' turn. It's a big one. It's a big one for Hibs now. You know, they're going through to Parkhead. We'll know how serious Hibs are of what a title challenge, a top two finish, whatever it is, whatever the, the real goal is. I think we'll know come what, quarter to five on on 
Saturday. Yeah, I think you're absolutely 100% spot on there. This is Hibs' first big test, really. Had a very kind run of fixtures so far, and it's it's massive. Really, is a is a huge game. It's never never a great place to go. Celtic, I think they are there for the taking, but it's one of those where Hibs will have to have every single player, you know, minimum and eight. There, you can't have passengers at Parkheads. It's it's going to be a tough one, but I think I think Hibs will come away with a decent result. If, if I'm a point, honest. a point decent. You think a point would be <clears throat> a point. enough for you? Happy with that? Can leave a point in the in the right circumstances. Yes, if if it's a one-all draw and Hibs equalise and etc. If Hibs are three 0 up and blow a three 0 lead with about three seconds to go, no, you're not happy with a draw in those circumstances. So, I think yeah, I would take a draw right now, but I think Hibs can go there and get the three points. There's small rumours that a certain Australian might make a, a wee return, and if Hibs are Mark the opportunity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Maduka coming back, signed up for Sherpa. Holy fuck. <laughs> no, Jamie McLaren, yes. I think you read the, read the reports that uh, Jamie McLaren is, uh, is uh, potential to, to come back. Calendar's absolutely flagging here. Which sorry, probably sorry. Is gonna, it's probably going to link in well. So sorry, that, that that, that, that's, that's enough of... Uh, <laughs> Mark Maduka all of a sudden, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so that's heads and hearts. Hearts... Yeah, we probably expect, if they're on it, Aberdeen have got a terrible record at uh, Tynecastle. I probably do expect Hearts to come through with three, with three points. And Hibs, yeah, I think under the right circumstances, a point would be, yeah, shake hands, move on, and, and this fine unbeaten run continues. We're going to move on to, as the, the hilarity uh, comes in, we're going to move on to a little feature that we want, we want to run with. We want to keep this going. It's, it's something me and Callum have, have laughed about for a, a long time. It's... It shouts you here at football matches, or for me, you know, I spent a lot of time playing football, so it's things I've heard on a football pitch that, that made me laugh and just think, oh, that, you know, where's that come from? And, uh, we want to offer this out, we put it on Twitter earlier on today, uh, we asked a few mates of things that they'd heard, and it's something we want to maybe add in, so if you are listening to it, you know, drop us a, what did I call it, private message, whatever, yeah. whatever it's called on Twitter, I'm not very good on Twitter, but, uh, you know, message us, get in contact with us, uh, with your hilarious uh, worst shouts that you've heard. I mean, some of the ones that we've we've had, Cal, I mean, you want to kick us off some of the ones that you've heard what one of your mates sent in today? Uh, yeah, okay. This one, Deke actually sent two in from the same game, which was Hearts Dunfermline. Two in the same game? Must have been about <laughs> what, 2001, 2002. And when I texted him, he immediately sent back saying there was a boy sitting behind him that said, well, he couldn't quite understand how uh, Scott Severin and Steve Simmons <laughs> went to start and sent on the field partnership for Hearts, uh, sorry, not Hearts, for Scotland. Yeah. And that was very quickly followed up by Dunfermline <laughs> fans singing, are you watching Bertie Volks <laughs> to Barry Nicholson? <laughs> so I think you went from two. <laughs> Absolute incredible shouts yeah. to kick us off, but yeah, no. that's what we're looking for. We want people to come in, message us, uh, give us what the what the worst shouts. I mean, for me, probably in terms of being at a football match, it has to be what Hibs Rangers, 
I can't quite remember how long ago it was. Over the knee stand. Over the knee stand. So for those heads fans that are better, you're probably better. Only 2010, probably. 2010, 2011. Sitting there, we're in, you know, me and Cal were at the game, we're in the East Stand. I think heads are getting beat at the time. Kenny Miller, I think, scored a hat trick that day. Yeah, we got scurried 3 0. Evan McGrath missed a, a set, goal from yeah, two yards. That's right. So in the stand, you know, boy behind us, what, two rows behind us. Miller! Miller! Me and Cam are looking at each other thinking, oh, this could be a belt. Something's coming here. Something, Something decent's coming. Some... He's, he's building He's building that Everyone, tension. Everyone's waiting for him. The crowd went silent. I think even the Rangers fans were like, hold on, I'm waiting on this. I'm waiting on this. Miller! And then it was... You've got a tiny cock. I mean, come it was, on. It was the fact that he, he, took, he elongated the, uh, the syllables of Miller so loud, like so long. And then all of a sudden, he just butted that little bit out. It was as if he was sitting with his, his bird or something like that. And it's like he wasn't allowed to swear. That is mad. It was got, the biggest let down. You've got a tiny, I mean... Walloper. So, <laughs> that to me was... that. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, other ones... One of the best ones I've heard, one of the best ones I've heard in the football pitch was Jordan Caddo. Um, playing playing Del I mean, Caddo's one of the funniest guys... That I've met and we're, we're playing Delbiti. I think we're, we're running, we're full up at half time, I think. And, uh, Joe Mabu was playing at the time, and the ball gets put in the channel. You know what it's like? Defender rushes it out for a goal kick. So the ball's sort of trickling out. Mabu's just using his frame. No one's getting past him. You know, no one's getting past him. This Delbiti left midfielder's just like, you know, F and L to the striker, the Delbiti striker. Just run round him. Run round him. And Cado being Cado, doing his wee laugh, you know. <laughs> He goes, <laughs> run round him, mate. He's like, share a fall roundabout. <laughs> share a fall roundabout. I mean, I'm, everyone in the pitch is just in stitches. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it was, that's up there for me. That's I mean, up there for me. I think, um, was it last season, Hibs were playing in St. Johnston, and I think it was one all at the time. Liam Craig gets the ball uh, very close to the East Stands, and a boy about three rows in front of me shouted, Oh, Liam Craig, stop Snapchatting my wee sister. <laughs> I just, I needed to know more. Just, Don't leave me hanging as, as far as I'm concerned, Liam Craig's married with a couple of bands. I'm like, is he, is he sending nudes to your wee sister? And what's your wee sister? I mean, come on, this, there are layers to this story that need to be, it just brought um, that for me, needed need more information. For, for me, the, the worst one ever was <laughs> it was in New York taking in a New York City FC game, which they play at Yankee Stadium. Absolute fantastic arena. Really nice. There was about three folk there. But, <laughs> you know, you've got Pirlo on the parks and Pirlo and David Vale on the parks. So you're thinking, well, at least we're going to see some quality football. Yeah, yeah. Like Pirlo had the cigars out and it was one of the worst games of football I've watched. And I've been a hip season ticket holder for years. So Middle Bank Thistle before that. Oh, Middle Bank Thistle diehards. But <laughs> the boy stands up and you think, oh, here we go. Here we go. A wee bit of atmosphere. And he just starts going, chicken bucket, chicken bucket. I'm like, is he, is he talking about? Because me and my mate, Stephen, actually got a chicken bucket before the game. And it's like five chicken burgers and massive amount of chips. I'm like, is he, is that what, is that what classes as part of here? Just, 
I know that's the Yanks and they've got some fantastic chants and everything, but that that is the worst. That's terrible. Oh, it's, I mean, come on. <laughs> that's a terrible shout. No, no, terrible. I'm happy with ah. the story. Terrible shout. I mean, if you said that at a game in Scotland, oh my God. Oh, who knows what happened? I mean, the last two from me uh, are both a former Edinburgh City manager. When I first joined Edinburgh City, uh, it was a joint man joint managers, Gary Jardin and, and John Green. Uh, for those that played under Johnny, he like he slipped up at times, said some amazing things at the pitch. You just think, where's that come from? I mean, for example, this isn't one of my stories, but for example, in a Scottish Cup game against Strieve, first season I signed at City, and he said, you know, who wants to, who's going to be the hero? Who's going to have their name in lights on Tokyo High Street? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> so that, that, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. So I mean, the two for me, we're playing. I think it might be that season, or maybe the season after. We had Duns of all teams, Duns in a cup game. Uh, away to Duns, they were new into the East of Scotland second division, and we were having a the team were having a stinker, like a, a terrible. We we're getting beat one 0 at, at half time. Uh, brutal, brutal first half. Coming at half time, and uh, John's, you know, giving his uh, not happy at the performance, in which he said, you know, this performance, it's like. You're at home and it's like you get your Chinese. It's like finding two teeth in your Chinese. Two teeth in your Chinese on a Saturday night. Not good enough. <laughs> right? So it was 1 0 at half time. What did the final score was? 3 0. 2 0 and done. You're close. Was... But uh, it didn't have to work wonders. And the last one, Ember City, uh, I actually had concussions. I was on the bench that day. Ember City had Craig Royston. These are going back to the East of Scotland days. Craig Royston in a cup game, uh, midway through the second half. Great Dave, St Mark's Park, unbelievable pitch. Uh, you know, sit on the bench with shorts on, t-shirt, cracker. I'm really building this up. So John's, I'm on the, I'm on the bench. John's in, in front of me. Dougie Gears on uh, playing left wing on, on our on our side, and he's standing there giving instruction. Ruby, 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 come higher. Ruby, bit higher. That's it, Ruby. Come a bit closer. On you go, Ruby. On you go. It's all the danger. Absolutely wetting ourselves, right? Like Ruby. So John turns around. He's like, he's like, what are you laughing at? It's like, John, go on, Doogie, Ruby. He's just like, Ruby, Ruby. It's my next door neighbour's Doug. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So John, I mean, if you think of this, John's on the floor laughing, Bench on the floor laughing. They're technically they're going. What is going on there? But aye, so yeah, if you hear it all, there's certainly a lot more. They're the ones that I could think of off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a lot more. I think you also got one from Ah well, from, end, end, end on this one. Ah, so probably not the best one to end on. Probably should have ended on that one. But <laughs> mate, Winton sent in watching a Hearts game and McGowan takes a throw in and gets in. Boys you shout, boy ball goes to Lee Griffiths, boy shouts, he's miles offside ref. <laughs> Bit of heart swing. <laughs> yeah, some of them, some of them you can't, you just can't make up. It's the the wee sort of one liners that you hear, guys in the stands that are just absolutely perfect. So if you've got any sort of ridiculous stories, ridiculous chants, yeah, there's there's a few that have gone through my head, but. Andrew's vetoed them. So <laughs> language has to. Ah, uh, language has to be appropriate for all ages so yes well we'll move on yeah we'll move on to what was a fantastic result on friday night massive 
Ma- massive uh, result for, for Ember City. They went up to Gayfield live on TV on the fr- on, on the Friday night on BBC Alba. And they must be thinking, why can't they play on TV every week? They were outstanding. Absolutely brilliant. Su- superb result. Four one winners. Said it last week that I thought they would go up there. Absolutely no fear. I, I watched, what's it, Dick Campbell's interview after their performance at Wraith. Said he was thinking of changing it up. They made three changes to start in 11. And, you know, City are just an absolute powerhouse at the moment. That that machine just keeps on going. Great one down as well. One nil down and it bounced back in that fashion. Is it's, it's shown a good team spirit, but also just good players. You know, yeah. good players. I mean, realistically, they go one nil down. There's absolutely no panic across across the board. The the change in Edinburgh City from the start of the season to where they are now is huge. Because on our very first podcast. We made reference to the fact that against Motherwell and against Queen of the South in the Betfred Cup, they were 5-0 and 4-0 down respectively at halftime. And these goals that they were conceding were coming in pairs. It used to just be that, especially against Queen of the South, it went boom, boom, and in 10 minutes and then boom, boom. They just they switched off again so soon after conceding and you know the game's gone. So... Now they lose a goal. There's absolutely no fear of that happening again. They just, they just keep going. There's the relentless. Every single time they went forward, it looked like they were going to score. The yeah. bodies were flooding forward. At times, I genuinely thought that like our both were down to ten or nine men because <laughs> they just, honestly, the, the fitness is unbelievable. They were up and down the park engine room. I thought Lairdy, Lairdy was brilliant. He was giving it big licks about the fact that strolling into the changing room going, the boy's nervous, never played on TV before. <laughs> and, <laughs> Brilliant. That's, that's a big man. But yeah. uh, just uh, some performance from him. And just, they were they were breathless, really. So the goal one nil down, uh, McKenna scores. A bit too simple for my liking, but... Just long ball over the top. Yeah. The, the way they've played so far, I expect better. I don't know if there was maybe... Lincoln of all sides, perhaps. But they bounced back well. You know, Henderson with a penalty, Stonewall penalty for me. Good yep. call from the referee. I mean, it, you could have argued maybe his positioning just because of the, of the way it happened. Yeah. He might have thought they were defending against ball, but Henderson gets his body in the way. Def- there's an yeah, angle behind the TV. 100%. You, can't, you can't make that, that challenge in the box. Clever striker play from Henderson. He, he turns his body, so he definitely gets contact. Uh, and, and, we, and a well-dispatched penalty. It was 1-1 at half-time. Shepard then puts Emirates City 2 in ahead. Good play. Really nice goal. Really nice goal. Laird does well not to blast that across the face of goal. He cuts it back. Henderson gets a good hit on it. And it's a simple tap-in for Shepard. So it's just... It's, it was so simple, the way that they were scoring goals. And I said it, what was it, three or four weeks ago, that they made football look easy with one of their goals. And that's what happened this week. Yeah, yeah. Third goal of the game was the second for Henderson. Another penalty. This was a bit, what, do you, what do you think? I, I mean, know. I looked on social media and I think people were having a bit of banter with, with, with Shepard and uh, saying that's a dive, whatever. He said absolutely not. with 100% contact, which I'm sure he was going to say. But it just looked a strange one for me. Yeah. I, Angle wasn't 100% oh, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'd, 
I'd had a few jars. <laughs> few so, glasses of wine. Uh, so my, my view was a bit squint, but realistically, City have had a few penalties not given that they really should have. And when you're creating that amount of chances, when you're in that area of the park that often, you're you're going to get these decisions because you're just dominating yeah, games. So, and as we said last week, penalties haven't been there sort of forty. They have missed a couple this season, but Henderson stepped up and got what carbon copy, wasn't it? Exactly same penalties the first eight hundredth goal of the season or something. <laughs> it's just it's frightening. Was it fifteen already this season in yeah, sixteen incredible. games? Incredible. Last goal. Uh, simple corner in from the from the left hand side. Liam Henderson gets up, good header. Uh, really, really good ball in, and by that point, I genuinely thought Henderson had got his hat trick. <laughs> that was I saw a Henderson score. So, but I think that's that's the quality they've got throughout the squads. You've got Craig Thompson. Everyone knows how good he is yeah. from a dead ball situation. So they put that ball into the box, and they've got guys that will attack that every day of the week. If it's not Conrad, you've got Blair Henderson. If it's not Blair Henderson, you've got Liam Henderson. They've got guys that will just go at that ball, you know. So, just, I expected there to be a couple of goals. I expected them to come through, but in the manner of which they did was very impressive. Yeah, Yeah. no, bang on. It's another cup game uh, for Edinburgh City this weekend. It's, I suppose it's, a, it's an Edinburgh derby of such. Yeah. It's uh, Edinburgh City against Civil Service Strollers. If we cut to Civil Service, no game last week, called off, uh, rained off against Newton Green, which would be disappointing. Um, we'd like to maybe get a game in the legs, maybe prepare for, for this massive game. It's a, a massive game for, for, for teams in non-league when they, when they pull a, a league team out of the, the, out of the hat. Scottish and to right. add to that, the connection that, that certain civil certain civil people have to Edinburgh City, you know, Gary Jardin, manager, uh, Ross McNamara, assistant manager. Your former player. Play, and player. They're both yeah. former players as well. Yeah. Uh, and you've also got Mark McConnell, was at Edinburgh City, uh, and Ross Guthrie as well. So big connection there between for, for civil service. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough game for civil Uh what does Civil have to do, do you think, to, to come through in this tie? It's, it's a big ask. Well, said earlier that for Hibs to get a result at Parkheads, minimum needs to be an eight. And for Civil, I think minimum needs to be a nine. Every player, is, every player nine, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. Uh, I think you'll struggle to find a more uh, prepared and meticulous manager than Jardin. Yeah. And he will have Civil set up very well. Yeah. I've seen his team just pull off cup shots before. I was at Montrose when they won 3-1. I'll just cut in there. I mean, you're saying about the meticulous nature of, of Gary. I mean, it was that, that game in particular was unbelievable. We knew every formation they were going to play. We knew what foot each player played with. It was down to that detail. You know, and for me as a goalkeeper, I knew who would take free kicks. I knew who would take corners. I knew if they had a long throw. For strikers, we knew who, had, who, who was maybe slow at the back, who had pace at the back, who won everything in the air. He was going up to reserve games on a on a Monday night. He drove up uh, to watch a reserve game, you know, because he knew first team players were probably maybe a couple of first team players would play. There's no denying he's going to be prepared for this for the, for this game, as you were saying. And and it, and it turned off that it, it, it paid off, so to say, that game. So he came through three one winners on that occasion. It was a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 
that's that's the sort of detail he will put into this. The thing is, it's a lot easier for him to go to reserve games on a Monday night. But <laughs> I think there's a few players that are still at Inverness City that Gary signed, and he'll be wanting Civil to go there and not just turn up, not just put in a performance. I think he will definitely be looking to get get the result there and. Yeah, it will be a tough ask the way that City are playing 10 wins in a row. They're, they're just a bit solid at the moment. They're, they're flying, they're, they're dominating teams, they're dominating games, they're passing up chances because enough, they're creating. There's not a, at this precise moment, if you're civil... Where's the weakness in that City team? Where, where do you go? Like, yeah. Yeah. In, in years gone by, you, you might have been able to pinpoint the, the dodgy keeper. And, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. it's, it's now, they are just pretty solid all over the yeah, park. And tough, I, think, tough ask. I think that though, as, as long as, well, the thing is, if City approach the game correctly. Yeah, that's what comes down to. That's yeah. because if, if they take civil lightly and don't put the preparation in, then I think they will come up short because having seen civil this season against Forest, they are, they are a very good team. They are very well organised. Or, that's that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. And there's no doubt that they will be organised again. I think Stevie Froud will relish the challenge of going up against uh, Conrad and Henderson at the back because he is, he, that from what I saw against Forest, he's that type of player. But he links the play so well. He holds that ball up. And I think the I would go to up top. I would play Jordan and John Hopkinson and Stephen Froud and just go go yeah. at them a little bit. But as I was saying earlier, Sybil need to have yeah. pretty much every player on that. Almost game. a perfect performance, isn't it, for them? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. In terms of Ember City, I mean, what do they have to be off? We've seen them. Uh, we've seen a lot of goals that, that Civil have scored this season. They've obviously got to be wary of, of players you mentioned, you know, Froud. Uh, but also with Turnbull at set pieces, a big lad. Yep, big, big lad. Well, so the the back three, so they'll they'll be up there and they well set them a goal. Absolutely. Laird's on two. I don't know how many hurt Turnbull's on. Turnbull scored but they've a got, few. Well, you got a hat trick against yeah, I can't remember. What was it? Upper Arendale. Upper Arendale hat trick. 9-0. And so they they, they can score goals. Let's be honest. They've they've scored an absolute beauty. I think it was the same game. Uh, Mark McConnell with the, the free, free kick. kick. So free kick. Hopkins got to Hopkins. Set, set pieces. I think, yeah. Well, Hopkinson's against... Gala. And he just drills it low. So set pieces, I think, will be one of Civil's best. But they, they are a very good team. They've got pace in the team, which is always key. Churchill down. He was fantastic against... Forest, yeah, so well, it's yeah. that sort of they they've got a good balance to the team, very solid, and if City don't approach the game correctly, I think they will come unstuck. But I will I will be there on Saturday, so neutral. as a neutral because absolutely not a chance I am giving a prediction for this game. <laughs> I, will, I will happily take the splinters in the backside for this and sit on the fence and. Just say that I hope football wins. <laughs> hope Edinburgh football wins. I hope Edinburgh football wins. In the most <laughs> cliche. I was about to say something that definitely <laughs> would not have been allowed to say. Uh, no, yes. Just hope, hope for a good game and the best team to win. Yeah. 
Moving on to, to Spartans, Calm, they're in Scottish Cup action. It probably a tie they weren't, you know, you've already played East Kilbride in one cup, you've played them in the league, you've now got them in the Scottish Cup. You know, you're, you're not wanting them again. You're not wanting them again. It's just, it's repetitive. It's not what you want, but that's what's pulled out. So they've got East Kilbride away. Uh, it's a good tie for, for, for the neutral. You know, mm-hmm. uh, two big, big sides in the lower league, both chasing the title. Uh, but the managerless East Kilbride, Brian Kerr, has taken up position at Partick Thistle. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that's going to affect East Kilbride anyway? Well, we sort of spoke about it before we started. Yes, I think it will. So you think it will? I don't think it. I don't think it does. But you think it does. So why do you think it will? Because I think he's a bit of a. No, um, I think he's a bit of a phallus, if I'm honest, and. I think East Kilbride, I don't want to get started on East Kilbride. I've already had a pop out of it even this evening, but <laughs> Spartans go there, just get stuck in. They are, they are a gang and I can only imagine at home they're a far worse gang, but Spartans have the quality in the team. I think, yeah, East Kilbride will have experienced players. They've got the same assistant manager, so it's very much, they've, you know, not a lot's changed. That, that's, just that, that's, why I, that's, that's why I think it's not going to affect them. I think they've got experience in their side. They've already played Spartans a couple of times. The assistant manager, I think, is still there. I mean, I've not heard otherwise. Mm. So presumably he just takes charge. Natural thing to happen in the meantime anyway, as they seek a new manager. Uh, that's why I don't think it's going to change as much. I think it's going to be tight. I do think it's going to be tight. I just don't like them. I think <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. Okay. And I really just want... You've seen them once and make them mad. I've, I've, I've seen them once. On the dartboard. <laughs> I swear to God, it was... It, there was a few players that... They've got quality. That they rubbed quality. me their own... Oh, no. No, I didn't think any of them were decent. Well, we'll see. We'll see Saturday. It, it's, it's a t- Going away from home, you want when you've got Scottish Cup ties, you want to try and have a home tie. It, it is going to be tough. Uh, East Kilbride do have do have quality. I think you may have caught them on and off the Scottish Cup. There's not that pressure of league, you know. Yeah, it could be a, it could be a more open game. Hopefully, more goals, which was was nil nil. So yeah. you'd like to like to see a couple of goals. I think I, I, I genuinely back all our Edinburgh team. So I think Spartans will go there and win. But it is a tough ask. I'm not. I'm not denying that East Kilbride have quality just because I don't like them. They are they are a solid team. They wouldn't be where they are if they didn't have certain players, etc. But yeah. for for me personally, I hope Spartans turn them over. Moving on to Ember Uni. Callum, they did play last weekend. Their game was on. Pepper Mills and absolute bowling green. Never be called off for, for, for rain. It's only off if it's Six foot of snow, um, full time groundsman and all that to, to sort that out. But uh, yeah, they played at NB United. We were expecting probably a more comfortable result than, than they got. They did win though, they won 1 0. And they got the job done, I suppose. That's at the end of the day, that is 100% what you're after. I thought, well, I said last week that I fully expected the unit to come through. And I'll admit, I thought they'd come through a little bit more comfortably, but they were pushed all the way by Edinburgh United and they scored early on as well. You know, Aidan Kemp got his third goal in as many games. So they are 
finding a little bit of form. Players are finding a little bit of form. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough schedule for the you know, unit because they've got the shouldn't league, which is kicked up again, yeah. which is Wednesday. So they've got to go to the, uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So to come through in the cup, that's that's all you can ask through to the next round. I don't think the draw's been made, but they they have to be happy just getting that getting through the game because yeah. if you're you know, if they'd lost that game, it puts a bit of a damp that, and then it's... Yeah, uh, they'd like to say they've hit a little bit of form, an, an unbeaten run together. Yeah, they've put yeah. a couple of games together, and long may it continue. Well, it's a big game this weekend. They're in lone league action, away to, to Dalbiti. This this is a biggie. It is a biggie. It's, an actual, it's, a, it's a real six-pointer, so to speak. At this precise moment, Dalbiti are second bottom. Eight points from their, from their games, whereas Ember Uni, a little bit ahead of them, on 11 points, so there's that three-point gap. Ember Uni, could, I was speaking about you don't want to be in those bottom two a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think the potential is if you finish bottom, you automatically go down and there's potential talk of second bottom perhaps being involved in some sort of playoff. These are just rumours. I don't think it's been decided, but regardless, you're not one just don't finish that. in, those yeah, in the bottom one. two. Yeah, just remove all doubt. Don't, yeah. don't be in that position. So. so they could put six points at this stage of the season between them and second ball. Which is massive. Massive. That is absolutely massive. I think right now it is an absolute must not lose mm-hmm. in capital layers. They cannot go down there, lose this game and get dragged back into this sort of battle because you're you're not wanting that over the course of the season. No. It's just Yeah, it'd be pretty dire if if I'm gonna be honest. So just sucks them right back into that and really that, that, that battle, doesn't it? It it does. And for the uni, they need to put in the performance that they put in against East Kilbride, the performance that they put in against Kelty. They cannot yeah. put in yeah. the, the performance that they put in it, against the teams around them. Yeah, they're, they're still unis. Yeah, they're still in uni. It's five nil down at half time. Those, those, that, that cannot happen on, on Saturday. They need to go down there, get a positive result, and you know, really start to build something all of a sudden. But it's like you're saying, you know, we spoke a few weeks ago, Calm, about Ember Uni. We ticked off Spartans, Kelty, um, East Kilbride. East Kilbride. They were done, they were away. You know, we said that they're going to get a run of fixtures, which are all going to be teams in and around them. Uh, and they have to start picking up positive results. And on the main, they're starting to do that now. They have, they have. And what I like most about them is they are right to the finish. That's so they, they they do not give up no. as was proven in the game against Bale Leaving where you know, <laughs> yeah. three two down with ten well eight minutes to go and they win yeah. four three. That's that's the sort of spirit that they need to keep together. I think that they can go down there and get a positive result. Yeah, you're bang on. For so, the bigger teams they never go away. When they play the bigger teams, they never go away. They just they're so they're so organised. I said before they are a team better without the ball. They are organised, they're fit, obviously they're Younger lads, so that they're fit. They're, I suppose, in a, in a way, they're almost full time because they play on a, a Wednesday. Uh, they train, I think, maybe two nights a week. So when you think that, that they're fit, there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, chemistry because you're 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 playing each other all the time. So, <coughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're playing football all the time. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's your part. Sorry. That is your part. So they're going to have that that organisation within their ranks. Uh, so it's a big game. If they can come through it, if they can add that six point gap between them 
and, and second bottom. It's a it's a good job, a good job well done. Okay, that is that is all for for uh, today's episode, episode twelve. Can't believe it's twelve weeks and been doing this now. Incredible. I know. Uh, time can't flies. Believe, can't believe people have put up with us for twelve weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as I said during during uh, today's podcast, please get in contact with us if you've got some some uh, your best or favourite worst shouts. Is that the best way to say it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, please get in touch with that. I hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed tonight's podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Carl. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.